0: What's good, Badger fans? We are back to tip off another edition of A Shot of Whiskey Podcast brought to you by the good people at New Amendment as a part of Beyond the Big Ten Podcast Network. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts and on YouTube and all other socials. That's Instagram, Twitter and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten, not spelled out with the number 10. Also, if you're going to be in Chicago for the Big Ten tournament, March 8 to the 12th, be sure to stop by the Over Under Sports Bar for the Beyond the Big Ten live podcast event featuring 2011 National Player of the Year and second overall pick Evan Turner, as well as other Big Ten basketball legends. A shot of whiskey will be represented by who is still to be determined, but stay tuned for social media posts as two winners will receive signed memorabilia and a VIP ticket to the games. I am former Badger All-American Jordan Taylor. And back with me, as always, is my guy, John Lure, former Badger All-American, 2011 second round pick and eight year NBA bet. Johnny was good. How are you? How's life? Uh,
1: I'm doing OK. Doing OK. Just watch the Michigan games uh, for, for the listener. Michigan game just finished, so I can't say I'm doing great.
0: Yeah, that was a tough one to watch, man. We're going to jump into all that. But before we do, we got a very, very special guest for you guys. And I think no one more fitting than to break down uh, this week of basketball as we head into March. The one and only, the legendary Badger coach, Basketball Hall of Famer, and two-time Final Four participant with the Badgers, as as you all so well remember, 2014 and 15. We got the one and only, Coach William Bo Ryan. What's going on, Coach? Appreciate you joining us.
2: Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Get a chance to talk to you two guys, two of my favorites. Uh, Those years you guys played, uh, it it seemed like a blur, but the office, the managers uh, and AJ at the office, uh, I have now a DVD of every game that I coached at Wisconsin. So if any of you guys start talking about what you did and how good you were I
1: got all the proof right here. Hey, <laughs> coach, I can I can back that up too. You you called me a couple months ago. You said, John, I was watching the Michigan game your freshman year when you dropped twenty five. I'm like, I'm like, did you just sit around and watch all these old games. But now I know you got the DVD set.
2: I I got every one of them. And John, it's unbelievable. I still remember. Um, when your mom asked a couple of my assistants, uh, how does John go about getting that shoe contract?
0: Do you remember <laughs> that? Yeah, I do,
1: yes. Clueless, clueless mom she, was she was just kidding.
0: She was just kidding, I know. Yeah. Did you get a shoe contract, John? Uh,
1: about four years
0: later, yeah. All not right. After then. That,
1: not after that game.
0: Well, she was laying the she was speaking it into existence. So watch what you she say runs. about Holly Lure on here, man. <laughs> watch I what just, you say. She was. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to get you John, in touch Crocs, with my-
2: Crocs don't count as a shoe deal, buddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's probably true. That's probably true. Coach, I was wearing Crocs in college, and I used to get clowned, and now Crocs are coming back as a fad. So it's, uh, They are they, coming they, back. They, they and it's a guy a from Wisconsin. A yeah, guy from Wisconsin made them. I didn't know that. Which I know is- you have all the Wisconsin facts as well as Chester, Pennsylvania. So we'll get we'll get into all that, man. We have a, we got a lot to cover this week before we do. Also, you got You're going to have to get in touch with my dad because I know for one, he's going to want to see all those games, those Wisconsin games. And I think you two are the only two people probably still watching DVDs. So you guys <laughs> will have a lot to
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's true. But lot, at least I have,
0: you know, at least physically <laughs> I have. Hey as yeah. long as long as you can get to them, you're cooking you're you're but you're ahead of the rest of us when the when the internet crash happens so you're good to go. But listen we well, got in. a lot
2: of pictures. I got a lot of pictures of you guys um from the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies at yeah. Wisconsin. Got a lot yep. of pictures.
1: Yep and you there, Very special win. moments for for all three of us and able to well share it was well deserved all three of us. I think was 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 yeah. uh one of the highlights of my uh, sporting career for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah, I just felt bad at
2: being around you two guys. Everybody said, Well, who's that guy? Pointing to me, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Who's that old guy? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who got the loudest ovation on the football field that night. It wasn't Jordan. Uh, well, hey, you lying. If I Wilkinson would have had a his
2: tractor, he'd have gotten a really big hand. He just. He didn't bring his. Hey, do you guys know Marcus Landry is farming? Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Marcus Landry that. is farming. And, and he got all that from Wilkinson. So when I found out, I called him up. I didn't, I didn't I started the conversation by saying, Hey, I need two dozen eggs. And there was a big pause at the end. And Marcus. It's like he started to cry. He said, "Coach, coach, how are you doing? How do you say you heard that? Marcus was great. He was great. It, I, it, I, it, I, I don't know what he's producing. Me, yeah,
1: I, I see all the all the horses and chickens and cows, and he's do, he's doing his thing with the with the farming.
2: Good for him. <laughs> I would get lost.
1: <laughs>
0: Chester didn't Marcus have any farms, on, Jordan." You're <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I bet y'all did somewhere. That's the belt. What's that? What y'all call it? What is it? The belt? What is it? the beltway? The belt? What is that? Oh, that's more down in DC Ohio, and Baltimore. A-
2: the Schuylkill Expressway Baltimore. is what everybody. Uh, and uh, South Philly, where a lot of a lot of dances a lot of singers, a lot. Of, you know, Philly's got a, a sound. It was mostly groups from North Philly, though, but South Philly had a few. Back in the sixties. And that's where I learned to handle. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Let's keep you on task, man. Let's jump, let's jump, let's jump in. Let's jump into the X's and O's. This is what man. I used to do at my press <laughs> conferences. People would walk away and go, "What did he say? What, what, yeah, uh-huh. what was he
2: talking about?"
1: Hey, you were yeah. masterful at that. Everybody, that, was, that was tactical all these years. People, people yeah. never understood that. you. Know, you just, a- yeah. Aaron Andrews would say,
2: "Wait a minute, what?" I asked you a question and you gave a totally different answer. Like I didn't even ask the question. I said, mm-hmm. that that takes practice. I,
1: I told her that takes practice. Uh, you should have been a politician or a senator or something.
2: Well, Tim Valentine says I should have been a lawyer.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right. We can, we go jump into the X's and O's man. And the Badgers. Big week for the Badgers. Uh, faced off with Iowa. Got a win against Iowa early in the week, 64-52. And this is being recorded shortly after the heartbreaking loss to Michigan. But, John and Coach Ryan, you're new to the show, so how we do it is we'll pick the first game, and we start with the bad and move to the good. So we'll pick out two things or a couple things that we didn't like from the Iowa game and a couple things that we did like. So as the newcomer, we'll let you lead it off and, and, uh, and jump in. Give me a couple of things that you didn't like from the Badger squad about that Iowa game. Well, the Iowa game, we won. Yeah, then but we... You know, I, you, I know who I'm talking to. I know you got something to pick out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got something to critique.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the one, thing, the one thing I've always felt is uh, there, there are teams that play at a pace that if you get behind to them, you can always come back. You notice what they've always said about our teams is that, you know, being down five is like being down 10 um, because of the of the pace sometimes. And it isn't that you slow it down purposely. It's just you make an extra pass or two in order to touch the post, in order to get to the free throw line. You you know all our rules. Get in the one-on-one before the other teams. Get in the two-shot before the other teams. The only way you do that is you got to touch the post. So that's why we spent all that time when you guys were going to the locker room and saying, I can't believe he still does those passing drills where we got to bounce it into the post, inside, outside. I know you used to talk about me. I I planted a microphone. (laughs) in the locker room. You just didn't Co- know that.
0: <laughs> Co- uh, Coach, I'm not, I'm not Aaron Andrews, so you can't talk around me. You got to give me two things you didn't like about the Iowa game. <laughs> well, I just thought, I, I mean, we on these dry spells,
2: guys, can you ever remember having that many when you guys played? You know, those, yeah. those empty possessions. Uh, but they still got it done. They still found a way. But, but I just think that there are certain teams that are gonna give you a better chance uh you know by giving you more opportunities. And that's yeah. exactly what happened in the
0: Iowa game. Yep. John John and sure. I played yeah. in uh played in the 36-33 game, so we uh we definitely had a couple I know. of those draw spells for <laughs> sure. But I'll out John, go ahead. My bad. Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead with your uh with No, yeah, things, I thought you. of
1: that too. I was gonna leave that out, you know. but uh <laughs> Uh, I guess if I had to critique one thing I didn't like, the first half we had eight turnovers. And that's very a characteristic of us, right? Coach Ryan, it's fitting we have you on here because I know that, that probably irked you as well. Um, but to our credit, we've led the country in uh, fewest turnovers for how many years now and, and this year's no different. We uh, only had one in the second half. I think we had another one late. Um, so we corrected it, credit to Coach Guard. Uh, for emphasizing that at half. You know that was, that was emphasized at half. Guys did a much better job of taking yeah. care of it. Uh, but the first half, those eight turnovers led to 11 points uh, and, and gave Iowa life. For sure. For yeah, sure they I did. Agree you know, we still hold the record,
2: obviously. Wisconsin, for the fewest number of turnovers averaged in a year. Temple had it with John Chaney. Yeah, yeah. And John Chaney was a friend of mine. He He was – He's such a good guy. I knew him when he coached at Cheney State. The school wasn't named after him, but it was Cheney State, which a lot of the guys from Chester – you notice I got Chester in again, Jordan. Uh, but, a, but a lot of guys from Chester <laughs> went to running. Cheney State. And uh, they, they won a couple championships. Um, but, yeah, yeah, turnovers, take care of the ball, get good shots. It still works.
0: Still works. The the other the other thing that's not working for the Badgers right now that was tough for us, uh, ten for eighteen from the free throw line against Iowa. It's fifty five percent, sixty one percent on the season, oh, well, in the Big Ten season, um, which is something that come March has to has to be addressed. It has to be corrected because you can't leave eight points at the free throw line in in one possession, yeah. two possession games.
2: So, I was going to mention that, so that's but right, I didn't and- want to put you guys. Out, out in the limelight as much, but when you two guys played, we were tense, away from holding the national record for free throw percentage,
0: for the best. Free yeah, throw we lost percentage. it. We we lost it. You know what, coach? You probably don't even know this story, but I uh, we lost it in that Butler game, right? In the in yes, the tournament. we lost we it in the Butler game. Missed all those free game. throws. I think I missed like four. And uh, there was a there was a night out. Who's right after the tournament, you know, I was counting. There was there was a night <laughs> out right after that. It was either four or five, and a kid kept following me around and t- like jabbing me about missing all those free throws the whole night, the whole night after the season. And was don't over. worry
1: about it. I missed way more field goals <laughs> than that, that game. Than but I
0: ended games up games. I ended up getting into it with the kid. I ended up pushing the kid. <laughs> like we, we got into like a really? little fight because he was bothering me all night. All he followed me from my apartment to out to we went to like five guys after you know he probably had money on the game that's why he was upset he probably I don't even I didn't know what lines were back then but that's all right like you said we still got the win against Iowa so put it back on topic so uh, some of the things that I personally liked about Iowa was obviously Connor's season continues to shine Um, but the defense man three of 28 uh, from three against Iowa is crazy especially given what they just did to Michigan State the other night um, holding them to 52 points. You mentioned, Coach, the pace that they play at. So to be able to hold a team that plays at that pace to 52 is is incredible. And uh, we did a great job neutralizing Chris Murray. Um, but that, that was a that was a big thing. And obviously that's a staple of Wisconsin basketball. But give me a couple of things that that you guys liked about it. And, John, I'll let you lead this one off.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you, you stole mine, Connor. You know, a bounce back game for him, right? He went over ten 10 uh, the game before. And I think I just heard in the telecast that After that game, he went straight up to the practice gym and and started getting shots up with his brother. Um, And I think that just speaks to the type of mentality, type of kid that he is. You know, you hear stories about Kobe doing that, right? You hear stories about all-time greats that kind of have that mentality. So, for him to bounce back with 17, uh, find his rhythm again. As a freshman, you know, this kid just keeps on developing, keeps getting better, uh, and the future is really, really bright for him.
2: Yeah, he's a real deal, no question. First time I saw him, I went to practice back in October and I'm thinking, okay, who's this ball boy? Who's this kid? He he looked 12 (laughs) years old. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the Gardo had a shooting drill and I didn't ask any more questions. I just said (laughs) that kid, that stroke, that release, uh, he just, and, and his twitch, I mean, he's, he's wiry, quick, uh, and can get a shot off on anybody, anytime. And it's just a matter of maturing. I think about on the wall, the picture of John Luhr when he looked 12 years old. <laughs> that uh, when we had the pictures, for people that don't know, in our practice gym, we had pictures of every player, either shooting or dribbling or doing something. And John, you look so young. Um, <laughs> I look anyways. nine. I don't even say twelve. Yeah, you might have you know, been nine, not twelve. Yeah, but Connor's season uh, can get you back
0: in a game in a hurry. He really can. Is he? Is he the best? I said to John in the summertime, and I know I, I annoyed John about it all summer because I told him I think Connor was was the best shooter that I've ever seen at Wisconsin. Um, obviously, he hasn't accomplished some of the things that other guys. But just like you said, from a from a skill set standpoint, I haven't seen, and that's. No disrespect to Jason Bohannon or Kirk Penny or any of those guys, but I don't think I've yeah. seen a better shooter than Connor. What do you think? No, no, I I agree.
2: I mean, it's early yet, and but he's not going to go backwards. Yeah, not, not a guy that does what uh, what he did, getting into the gym and and doing that. That's uh, funny. You mentioned Kobe behind me over here. I have the program from the induction into the Philadelphia. Sports Hall of Fame. Guess who went in with me? Kobe Bryant. Wow! Just so you know, R-I-P-B. I thought I'd I thought I'd sneak that. That's pretty cool, right there. I, I got it. <laughs> but you brought him up first. He brought him up. <laughs> yep. But his R-I-P-B. work habits were unbelievable. His yeah. Kobe.
0: Kobe worked very hard and earned yeah. everything. Yeah, well, well, well documented, well documented, but a good win. That's a I actually saw a fan on Twitter, John, talking about the Badgers haven't beat a tournament caliber team since December. So why would it change? So that was another thing I like to kind of, uh, you know, shut, shut that guy up, whoever that was, shout him out. I got to get his handle. But um, Michigan today, tough, tough loss, a well-played game, um, had the game won. That's one of those games that, you know, hopefully it doesn't come back to haunt us in the tournament. I think a lot of things to like from the game. Um, obviously, Connor, Connor's season again, but some things that we didn't like. And again, I'll let Coach, I'll let you lead it off uh, from the game today, some things that you, that you thought we could have improved on.
2: Well, I think we definitely could have improved on uh, making Dickinson's touches a little bit tougher. I think he got comfortable in that first half with some of those jump hooks. And you know how we practice those all the time. Obviously, he's been working on them because – that part of his game today was, was a shining moment for Michigan, and that got him the lead. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought we could have made it a little tougher for him to catch in some of those positions, uh, but that's easy for somebody sitting in a chair watching on TV. It, it's hard because he's that good. He's, he was a difference maker today. Um, the other thing on the negative side to me, was the left-hander going down the left lane line. And you guys know our rule on no right-hand right lane line, no left-hand left lane line. Um, make it tough for the guy turning back into help. Uh, but uh, I can't remember his name. But anyhow, he, uh, he made like three baskets going down that left lane line yeah. with a little scoop shot um, that I thought we could have been a little bit better defensively. Uh, but offensively for us to come back the way we did to I don't know what we shot from the free throw line but f- what and, and at one stretch there when we were making the comeback, we shot free throws pretty well, I thought, 11 to 12 from where we were line. before. Um, yep. So unfortunately, the home team gets the, gets the bucket at the buzzer. They got all the momentum with them going into the overtime. It's really hard to beat the home team when they're the ones that put it into
1: overtime. That's, right. to me, that was always tougher. Yep, yep. John, what do you think? No, for sure. I think uh, one area I think we could improve on, finishing around the basket, right? I think we were 5 for 14 on layups in the first half. I don't know what we finished the game at. I think it was a little better in the second half, but – uh boy when you get the ball in the paint you got to be able to convert right that's a staple of our offense going back to coach ryan we touch the post we get it in the paint and and we got to convert so that's got to be a little more efficient uh as the season progresses here down the stretch uh and then one other thing that uh it's tough it's tough to say because you know if jordan davis tips that ball at the end the game's over but he, he went for the steal goes over his hand uh that way Hunter Dickinson's able to get a clean look off. You just think, man, if he just stayed in front of him, made him catch it, that three's a lot tougher at the end, right? Um, so if, I think if if Jordan had to do it over again, he would have just stayed in position and, and forced Hunter to take
0: that shot over the top of him. Yeah, yeah, you definitely you definitely stole that. You definitely stole that one for me. That was the one I was cause I honestly I didn't I didn't dislike a whole lot from that game. I thought Given the fact that Chucky went out with an injury, hopefully he's okay. I,
2: that's what I was going to just say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To that, give, uh, out the, Chucky goes down and I was, you know, they fought they fought hard. Kamari McGee was, I thought, a steady hand for them. You know, obviously not super productive from a number standpoint, but he did a good job of getting the ball where it was supposed to be, handling pressure and all that. And then um, on top of that, I thought the late game execution, which is something that we've talked about before, John, was was really good. I thought Coach Guard sets, whether it was a pick and pop into a pin down for Connor, the clear out for Max Klesmet late in the game was was nice. Um, I even thought the play that Connor Connor kind of rushed the three on that on the one on the uh, on the split action out of the post, and uh, Tyler Wall would have would have been open for for um, for a layup. I think it was Tyler for a layup. screen, yeah. yeah. If he would have slipped the screen. Um, but overall, I thought, you know, damn near perfect, especially down the stretch. But I think that just goes to show you in a game like that, it's a tournament-type game on the road. You have to be pretty much perfect to win those type of games. So and, We
2: are you know, a good you know, team. That is a yeah. good team that was out there on that court today and, and in the past. Uh, we are so close um, and scary. In the Big Ten tournament, I don't know too many people that really want Wisconsin. Uh, when these when these standings finally expose themselves at the end, um, but it, it's and there's a lot of teams that are like that. How about the how about the spurts with teams win five in a row, yeah. six in a row? For, you know, and I, I've never seen it to where we had one year where we lost six games in a row. Were you yeah. guys? Yeah. My freshman you guys year. Are part my that, right? year. Yeah. were part of Yeah. And we end up going to the NCA tournament. That to me was the biggest turnaround um, that I can ever say I witnessed as a coach. Um, and you guys righted the ship, and we ended up, you know, advancing um, and keeping that streak alive. Uh, so, but I do like this team, and if we can get a chance to get in the NCA tournament, let's uh, a win over Purdue for sure. Uh, would put us in that position. Uh, I would think Uh, so, but I'm, I'm not in those meetings and, uh, that's, that's not an easy task. How would you guys like to be on that panel trying to pick the teams every year? That's,
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know.
0: That's pretty hard. I think they got I think they just got a shorting hat back there. I'm in London so forgive the Harry Potter reference, but it's a They got some type of some type of magical hat and they just be making stuff up, man. But so I don't really I don't understand the quad one. How Ohio State's a quad one win and right. and this that and the third, but we'll jump into the we'll jump into the produced stuff. Um the other thing, it's been an unusual Wisconsin season. I can't remember a time where we've I mean, Chucky's been hurt now. Tyler wall has been hurt. Max Klesman, this many injuries in the Big 10 season. I mean, I don't know how many games we've played with a healthy team. And then you add in the fact that obviously you lose, you know, Johnny Davis, we really haven't been whole all year, Um, which is a, which is, it's tough. It's a tough hill to climb, especially for a Wisconsin, Wisconsin type program.
2: Well, the portal has been pretty good with uh, Klezman, you know, he's, he's really helped. And then, uh, I know my wife doesn't want me to talk about Kamari uh, going in the transfer portal from my son <laughs> at Green Bay, so we won't go there on that one. But Kamari did, did a good job of taking care of the ball and uh, gave him some good minutes. Um, but we need to get Chucky back on the court. Have you guys heard anything uh,
0: about status? No, no update. No update on Chucky. We haven't heard no yet. We will keep our ear to the ground for that. Um, and, John, you have one more thing to add? I was just going to touch on the same point that you guys did and just reiterate the fight and the grit that they
1: showed right after we just talked about Chucky going down. uh, We were down by dang near 10. And at that point, I mean, we've all been in that point before where you lose somebody and it's a tough game on the road. It can go one of two ways. That could have gone to 20 uh, real easy. But those guys just kept fighting. Um, Coach, to your point, Max Klezman was huge, right? Without Chucky out there, the ball goes back to – him usually right at the end of the shot clock, but it was going to Max. It was going to Connor. Those guys were making plays. So I think that's uh, that's something that's good for their development, something that's a positive to take away from the game.
0: Yeah, 100%. something to build on for sure. 100%. Coach, you mentioned Purdue, so we're going to jump into the scouting report. This week, the Badgers were on the last four in uh, just a couple days ago, according to Mike DiCorsi. Played a Michigan team that was among the first four out, so we'll see what shakes out this week. John, you and I, uh, as I mentioned, I was the first uh, tournament team that the Badgers have beat since December, and John, you and I have discussed what it would take for the Badgers to get into the tournament. So we lost the Michigan game. You said it was going to be the Michigan, Iowa, and Minnesota, and we're in. The Michigan game is out, so we have to reassess I think I've always said it comes down to Purdue myself. I think really none of these games matter as long as you beat Purdue, and obviously you take care of business against Minnesota. So that being said, obviously Purdue, one of the best teams in the country. Zach Eady up for National Player of the Year. Um, this game would be big for momentum going into the tournament. All that, as you all know. So give us, uh, coach, give us your give us your thoughts on what it's going to take to beat uh, Purdue this week. Get Eady in the foul trouble.
2: Get him off the floor. I mean, he just—he takes up so much. I mean, we see what Dickinson did uh, to us. Um, What I'm hoping is is that we can get the big fella to the bench. Uh, And you know, the only way to do that is we got to attack. We got to touch the post. I mean, when I say attack, under control, pump fakes, jump stop. You guys are tired of hearing that, I know. Over the years, (laughs) you were at Wisconsin. they, uh, they call this pump fake you or, or ball fake you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think if we can get, but he doesn't leave his feet. Have you noticed that about him when he played? He really doesn't leave his feet a lot until after the offensive player has made the commitment. Um, so he is a little tougher to get into foul trouble. The other thing is you got freshman, gar- you got freshman guards who haven't played in the coal center. And I, I just, I just think if the crowd gets into it, the crowd gets, uh, makes some noise. And uh, I teams are responsible for getting the crowd to make noise. You got to play, you got to play well to get the fans into it. So uh, I'm hoping they do that um, and and kind of get those those guys who are freshmen. Of course, this time of the year, they always say you're not a freshman anymore. But you know, they still haven't been in the Kohl Center. Um, and the uh, colonel Center has been pretty good to the University of Wisconsin. Uh, so I, I think that and, and be patient on offense. Um, you know, produce pretty physical. And sometimes you're going to take some bumps. You're going to take some, you know, there's some physical play involved there. Handle it. Don't get discouraged. And uh, just, just keep fighting through. So toughness, touching the post, getting the big guy in some foul trouble, I think uh, increases our chances immensely.
1: John, what you think? No, absolutely. Coach touched on it. I mean, I think it's anytime we play Purdue, it's all about Edie, right? And how do you contain him? How do you get him into foul trouble? So one thing I'm going to be looking for is, is Stephen Crowe, but, but also Carter Gilmore, right? We've seen him multiple yeah. times this year off the bench, just battle Hunter Dickinson, battle, you know, the opposing team's big and make life miserable for him. You know, maybe he's able to get some cheap offensive fouls because he's just a pest and, and Edie gets frustrated with him. Uh, but that's the matchup that I'm going to be focused on. That's the matchup we have to win. Stephen Crow and Carter Gilmore uh, making Edie's life uh, very problematic uh, and tougher. See, well, you're yeah.
2: talking about Gilmore. I don't know if you guys know, but he was uh, he was a player on our national, first national championship team at Platteville. Brian his dad. Gilmore, his dad. Did you guys okay. know that? I, I didn't know, know that. Uh, I didn't
0: know that. And he not played
2: a... what, you, what you just said, John, about being physical in the post and, and being able to get those minutes. That's what he did for us. Uh, his, his dad did. So it's genetic. Yes. yeah. But actually, <laughs> actually, actually, his mom is the better player of the two. Uh, I hope son. Gilly's not listening to this. But anyway, no, she, uh, she was a son. heck of a player at Platteville. Uh, that was uh,
0: <laughs> She was she was pretty good. Really good. <laughs> Shout out shout out to Gilmore family, man. But I think uh obviously Zach Edie's gonna be gonna be a huge key. But uh we struggled with guards a little bit this year. Um, you know, especially earlier on in the year. Today, obviously Kobe Bufkin got the best of us as well as McDaniel. Uh so I think it's gonna be key to kind of slow down Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer as well. If they if they get going, then it's really I think it's gonna be a really long night. Obviously having Chucky is gonna be is going to be crucial, um, but Purdue has a lot of firepower. Had a, you know, they've had fifty point halves in the Big Ten, which is somewhat somewhat unheard of. Um, I guess maybe a little more common now, but yeah, definitely got to corral, as to, to use your word, Coach, corral uh, Fletcher Lawyer and, and Braden Smith and keep those guys in check. Um, and I think I think we'll have a chance, especially at home. I know the the crowd will be into it, so hopefully a little repeat of last year. And then obviously uh, moving into the Minnesota game. I'm not even going to touch on it. One, because I want to be super disrespectful to Trevor Mabakwe and Kendall Kendall uh, Shell over at the Minnesota podcast, and Blake Hoffarber. I don't think they deserve our our mentions this year until they get their program together. So I'm just not going to touch on it. And Erne, Amir and Ernest, you can <laughs> you can send that their way. <laughs> so we'll move. Did past you see that, what man. happened
2: in the game today? Speaking of Minnesota, Jordan, no, what happened? The, the the young man got hurt, and then the coach had to pick a shooter. Do you remember who I picked when the Minnesota guy got hurt and I had to pick a who? player? Who? Mbakwe. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty – no, I'm pretty, it's either him or Rodney Williams, but I think it was Mbakwe. Were, were you guys playing, playing
0: to, then? Yeah. Yeah, um, had to. Yeah, Trap, tra- same class as John. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Uh, well, we'll, course, be, we'll be sure to You know, I'm 75 Trevor. now. I got
2: My memory isn't quite as good as you young guys. I, I have a hard oh, time shoot. with that. But here's the thing about Minnesota you're playing a team that has nothing to lose. Their last game of the year, they'll play loose. Um, I was involved as an assistant. Uh, by the way, the Big Ten Network on Bill Cofield yep. did an Emmy performance. They put Love that it. thing together. And I've heard from people all over about how well done that was. But anyhow, when I was coaching with Coach Cofield, uh, it was senior night uh, in the, in the field house, and we started all seniors. And they had Kevin McHale and several other really good players. I, they were in first place or tied for first uh, that night, and we ended up beating them. Uh, so it's there's never an automatic, and to me, uh, it it might come down to making sure at Minnesota we simply
0: play Wisconsin basketball that we don't need to do anything else. Listen, I know that there's no such thing as an automatic in coach speak, but we're on the other side. I told Coach Gar before the Northwestern game, and I told him I wouldn't do this again because I think I jinxed us, but that's automatic we beating, we beating beaten, <laughs> that's automatic. Hey, the that's X automatic. factor
1: in that game, though, just as a side note, right, Jordan and I both lived it. You got a right. lot of Minnesota guys that are from Minnesota on your team in Wisconsin. So how do they handle, you know, the emotion of that game, right? That, that's an X factor for
0: it. So it's, nothing's automatic, Jordan. Stop saying that. All right, my fault, my fault. We'll see after. It's still automatic. <laughs> but let's hey, move but into just our think last about segment. about the time
2: you yeah. dove off the court. Right when you dove off the court and did the
0: roll, (laughs) yeah, yeah. right, come on, yeah. I saw Coach Guard. Coach Guard rolls off the court now. You never rolled off the court.
2: I did. I did the first year, and I said, "Guys, I'm going to show you one time," and then all the rest of the guys just kept the tradition (laughs) going from
0: there. It took it from Coach Guard.
2: Didn't hurt himself, did he?
0: No, oh. no, no, I think he was all right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how good it looked, but I think he was all right. Only one that hurt <laughs> themselves was Jared Bergeron when he popped his shoulder out <laughs> yes. on. Oh, That's he didn't. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're moving we'll move into the word on campus. That's our segment coach where we talk about just have a little conversation, a little round table talk. So, given that you were so kind to grace us with your presence this week, we want to just kind of talk about this Badger season and talk about all your success, um, never missing the tournament and obviously how difficult that is. You spoke about the one time we got a 12 seed, but still went to the second round. So just give a little insight for us and for the fans on how difficult it is to build, um, recruit and build a winner year after year. Well, I just think uh, for the same
2: reason that I gave so much credit to Bill Cofield and believing in me, to hire me as an assistant. The same goes for a coach when he offers a scholarship to young men or young women. And, you know, you, you say, okay, I believe in you. If you can do these things that we have planned and you buy in, you're going to leave here a better person. Um, and, and that's the way I approached uh, my coaching is that I'm still the only junior high head coach, high school head coach, NAIA head coach, Division three head coach, mid-major, uh, and, of course, Power Five coach that's ever coached in the history of this game. Uh, no one has gone from junior high. Guys have gone from high school into college coaching, uh, and we won't even talk about the pros because there's no way I could do that, and and <laughs> you guys know why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My, uh, my patience and my, uh, my thoughts on the game are a little different, uh, but here's, you know what, here's though, what before, I got I got I gotta, some, I gotta, I gotta sure interrupt
0: people. you. I gotta coach. I gotta interrupt you just quick. Cause I feel like you say your thoughts on the game are different, but I think we've always defensively forced teams into long twos and on offense, we tried to get layups and right. threes. It's always been tough the philosophy, twos. which is tough twos. Yeah. So, which is, which is what the NBA preaches now, which is analytics. So maybe, they are you know, now. maybe we yes. got to it, how got about to it a little points,
2: differently. But how about bringing points, for, points possession for possession to the
0: state of Wisconsin?
2: Yeah. I was keeping those when I was coaching in junior high and high school. And, yeah. and I came out to Wisconsin and I'm like, uh, in practice, I'm going to this manager. Okay, now keep the number of possessions we have and how many points, in it and, I, and I want to get a percentage. And, and the manager looked at me and said, a percentage? I said, yeah, I want to know how many points per possession. That's something I value. If you get one or better, you're going to win 90% of your games. And if you hold another team to .9 or under, you're going to win 90% of your games. Uh, but here, here's what I was going to say, guys. When you're looking at coaching, it's teaching. So the fact that I've been fortunate enough to be involved with young men at Wisconsin who went to 14, 14 out of 14 NCAA tournaments, the four conference championships, the three, you know, all those things, they talk about a coach with that record. Wait a second. Every one of you players had the record. You're the ones that performed. You're the ones that put it now. You weren't going to get my salary. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll finish that with, oh, yeah, NIL, I forgot. But anyhow, you guys, as students, <laughs> gobbled up the info, did your best, put some numbers up that are still unbelievable. You guys played in a program that had the highest winning percentage in the history of the Big Ten those 14 years, and you were there for four of them. So mm-hmm. every one of those teammates that, that you know and still stay in touch with or have met or whatever – just think you're a part of the highest winning percentage in the history of the Big Ten. Now, you guys should take that and just, you know, pat your chest once or twice and say, yeah, you know, I'm proud of that. <laughs> um, no, I, so I think so that when you say success, the success I'm looking at right now on this podcast, I'm looking at two guys that made us successful.
1: Appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that, Coach. Obviously, we take pride in and be a part of it, but uh, you were the the one that created the the culture and environment for us to thrive. So it's obviously it's it's a two way street, right? It's the uh, coaching staff being in line with the with the players, with the AD, and and everybody. And, and you were uh, obviously the the focal point of that. I want to transition that into uh, talking about the job that Coach Gard has done because he has continued that success and culture that, that you built. Um, Jordan and I have kind of had a theme on this podcast of talking Badger fans off the ledge because we're on the bubble this year. <laughs> um, but I want to take a step back, kind of big picture, and just the job that Coach Gard has done. Uh, I think the future that we have is so bright. I mean, we just talked about all three of us, how much we love Connor Asijan. He's, you know, he's our best offensive player. He's just a freshman. We know how good he's going to get as, as time goes on with player development. Uh, it's always been a huge part of our, our program. Um, so you think about that, you think about we have everybody coming back next year, probably including Tyler Wall. I think the future's so bright. I'm so optimistic about what Coach Guard has done and what he can do. Just wanted to hear some of your insight on that.
2: Well, you know, we were together for 23 years. It wasn't he worked for me for 23 years. We were together for 23 years. So I can remember um, – the, the young kid tripping wet back at Platteville when he was uh, trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life, where what direction he was going to go in, and then got him to start working basketball camps. And he was all in. And he was all in, and, and I could see it. And that's why I had him right there with me the whole time with Robbie Jeter, who had played for me. Um, we won't talk about coach Gard's playing career uh his coaching career is a lot better than his playing career uh Gardo's not gonna see this is he um, He you might, <laughs> but he has done yeah he he fought through he fought through some stuff that uh you know a lesser person would not have been able to handle and uh fans can be tough fans can be tough you gotta have tough skin and not. You know, Cobb, Wisconsin, isn't Chester, Pennsylvania, but they've got some pretty strong-minded people in Cobb, uh, and he's a part of that. He's a part of that that town, that community, that part of Wisconsin. And he sees the game like I always told you guys. A coach has to have a vision of how the game should be played, and then the coach has to – the coach knowing a lot of X's and O's – is one thing, it's whether or not, like the teacher in the classroom, are the pupils better when the semester's over, when the school year's over, did they learn anything? Are they the ones that got something out of the class? So that's something that Gardo's done a great job with with these guys buying in to his vision. Uh, and it's not like his vision is radical in any way or different or. It's very solid. And the wins that Wisconsin's had, the, um, the conference championships, the, the NCAA tournament bids, all those things are based on a sound fundamental program that Gardo has been able to keep uh, the fires lit and has done an unbelievable job, along with his staff. Um, you know, Joe off. Joe was a little soft when he played for me. <laughs> that'll, that'll get a chuckle No, I think Most scars or most stitches Of any player I ever coached. Reef, I only had him for one year But we go to the Elite Eight With Reef and Clayton Hanson mm. And a lot of people out there Are going to go Who's that Clayton Hanson guy? Well, he's a very successful businessman now Very smart I think he was valedictorian of his high school class At Reedsburg But anyhow, those guys bought in and they, buy, they were, they waited their time. They, they kept working and they finally got themselves into a position to help lead a team. So Gardo's doing that with the, with his guys. He's got great young players. Uh, and, and of course they're going to play defense is, I mean, that's, that's a given. Um, but they're, they're buying in. They're getting better. And like I said earlier, look out in the Big Ten tournament. I, I
0: really think that we can make a lot of noise. That's uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And also shout out Coach Guard. I think he's done a great job of not only teaching, but from an X's and O standpoint, kind of taking some swing principles and putting his own twist on 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 things uh, on the offense too. Which Absolutely. Has been, which is which has been cool to see. But you mentioned Clayton Hansen and Sharif Chambers. Um, I want you. Last thing we got for you is. I think part of the uh, the struggles this year is I think Wisconsin the program that you that you built and coach guard is built on, is is predicated on four year guys three or four year guys staying in school getting better each and every year, um, and I think losing Johnny was somewhat unexpected. I mean, obviously it was by the middle of last season expected, but when you're recruiting him, I don't think you were expecting it to lose him after sophomore year, and I think he's left what is a gaping hole. Um, in the in the roster so actually just talk about how Sharif and Clayton replaced Devin after his junior year and how was that was that just kind of a fortunate um I'm always fortunate to get Sharif but we weren't able to quite replace uh Johnny the same way so talk about how difficult it is to replace a top 10 NBA pick um without recruiting like Devin early yeah like Devin or Johnny yeah Well, I can remember um,
2: Sharif coming in the office with his mom, his mom and Kelly, uh, my wife, uh, who you guys know well, uh, she was up for Miss Racine, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and so was Mm -hmm. Reef's mom. So we had a chuckle over that when he came in the office and he said, Coach, I talked to the Penn State coach and he said, "Uh, he'll release me. Can I come to Wisconsin and pay my own way and- and I called the coach from Penn state, made sure it was okay. And uh, as opposed to the way some other people do it. uh, And, and it was fine. So he wanted to be in the NCAA tournament one year, just that was in life. He says, I got a coach. I want to make the NCAA tournament. And I said, well, I can't, I can't guarantee you an NCAA tournament bid, but I can give you an opportunity. So he read the year he redshirted. Uh, the very last practice before we went to uh, the NCAA tournament, he tore his ACL. And so it was a long road back, but fortunately he recovered. And then Clayton Hansen, who uh, couldn't guard a lamppost when he first came in, his lateral movement, his speed, you guys know, you, you've seen him. Uh, he developed into a really good defensive player and we knew he could score. And so he um, – those two waited their opportunity. They didn't, you know, go somewhere else um, as far as Clayton was concerned. And, you know, along with uh, the other guys on that team, we we battled North Carolina right down to the final minute uh, to go to the final four. So um, with the portal, you're going to lose players. You're going to gain players you just want to be on top. You got to, you got to recruit a little differently. Um, And, you know, you you just have to be able to deal with a fluctuating roster and you're right, guys. We always try to develop guys into three, four year players. And um, if somebody let like Devin, Devin came in, talked to me about it. I said, Devin, you got to take, you got to go. Um, And the same thing with Sam Decker. I mean, it it was – and I believe they're the only two when I was coaching that left a year early. Um, Back when I was an assistant, Wes Matthews left. And if he'd have come back for his senior year, Coach Cofield, uh, we we probably could have been in the NCAA tournament. But there's a lot of ifs out there in this game. But I I think managing the landscape right now, guys, as a coach – it's tough. And I am so glad I'm in Southern California on a golf course at my age doing what I'm doing now <laughs> rather than maybe uh, dealing with some of that stuff. I think that look, how could I have John Moore getting one hundred thousand dollars a year or a car and Jordan Taylor getting a ice cream commercial? For five hundred bucks, or signing autographs
1: at the bookstore. <laughs> well, that would have been swapped around. Jordan was, was Mister. Uh,
0: but how do how do you? How do you like, I'm not. I'm not to you. I have been hustling. When I coached Division three for fifteen
2: years, <laughs> when I coached Division three for fifteen years, nobody got anything. There was no scholarships. There was no. There was when we were on the road at Platteville. Every gym we went into, the managers were required to get all the game programs and bring them to me because you could get two for one on the burgers and the meal money that we were given at, in Division Three at Platteville feeding some of those guys on one burger. So we had to get those coupons. Well, here's what I'm thinking is how can there be some guys in Division I making X number of dollars but not the other guys? So when I was on the executive committee of the Coaches Association, my idea was an annuity to be paid later to guys, if they graduated, if they didn't, you know, to have it on on that end rather up front where you're in the locker room after you've just kicked his ass during practice and he's getting this and you're getting nothing. And that's what's happening in Division I. you got a locker room where it's not the same, right? And, but I believe in players getting more. There is no doubt. I'm on record with the Coaches Association as saying, you guys definitely deserve more. But let's figure out a way to do it so you don't have a like a cast system on the same team. That's yeah, what I don't and, like
1: about it. And, and I would just rebuttal that by saying this is their introduction into free market capitalism. Oh no! I was an economics major. I understand some, some it probably better more, than most
2: of the coaches time. out there um, yeah. who were Phi Ed majors. You know, there's a lot of coaches that were physical education majors that I coached against. Not that because I was an econ major, I knew anything more than they did. It's just, yes, you can still be part of a capitalist system and get money on the back end. Sure. It's an investment. 100%. It's like a retirement plan. It's like so, yeah. So well, your rebuttal, sense. your rebuttal's good, <laughs> but but you can still have a capitalist system,
0: sure, because you're going to get paid. Yes, eventually. Uh, uh, that is that is uh that is an entire podcast that we could get into. So, coach, we will have to <laughs> we will have to have you back on to to discuss that more in depth. But I appreciate you jumping on and joining us and giving us your insight, especially on the on the last thing I'll say is, I, like you said, you touched on the Devin stuff, and I think that in the theme of keeping people off the ledge in that situation, I don't think people understand how fortunate oh, yeah. you are to land on a Sharif in that situation, to have Cam Taylor, who's we were, young, but yeah. under Sharif, and then Orlando Tucker, who was a redshirt red shirt oh, yeah. freshman as well. So it was just right. and now with Johnny, you lose Lauren Bowman, you lose a bunch well, of people. Well, no, pieces, because so he was so, injured. He, he, was he was injured. He was injured. He was injured.
2: I mean, like, how there, do man. you spend forty-two million dollars, Jordan? Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> Ask John. He got every single one. No, of them. it's <laughs> John. I you wanted had to some get a reaction. Quick. I got one. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> you did.
1: You did. Absolutely. No, but Jordan, I want to. I want to rebuttal one of your points because you said we have a gaping hole with Johnny gone. I disagree with that a little bit because. Mm-hmm. I mean, we backfilled Johnny essentially with Connor, right? I mean, maybe he's not the, the player. The way it looks Johnny now. Was. Right. I think one more year, he's, he's that type of player. He might be, a, you know, an NBA player after next year. It's just – so, so that's, a, that's a big win for the recruiting, recruiting of his coaching staff to, to backfill Johnny
0: with another great shooting guard that might be, you know, one of the best in school history when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Can you imagine having? Uh, I mean, I guess you probably wouldn't have both of them, right? But it, it would be nice. It would be nice to have both of them on this team. That might be. That might be a national championship team. But again, that's another another conversation for another day. Again, that's all we have for you today. So be sure, be sure, be sure. This is one of the last episodes for us. We're getting to the end of the season as we head into March. To check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And on YouTube and all other socials, IG, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big 10 not spelled out, but the number 10. And also to check out the Over Under Sports Bar in Chicago on Friday, March 8th, if you're down there for the Big Ten Tournament. Coach Ryan, we appreciate you joining us, and we want to have you on yes, again. Sure. And over you're yeah. Yeah. on the show, it's good to see you. Enjoy the weather down there. You got any last, you got any parting words? My parting words are I am so proud
2: to be able to be sitting here looking at two of the best young men I've ever coached. And you guys certainly did a lot for the University of Wisconsin. And what's more important, you're doing a lot for them right now and you're continuing the tradition. So thanks, guys, for having me on and putting up with me.
0: Absolutely. It's a lot. lot that yeah, absolutely does and it's always good to hear old stories and catch up with you and you know we, we we talk about that we talk about you in a good light with that and it's always a pleasure um to catch up with you so on that note i think that's the best way to end it i am jordan taylor that's john lure again coach ryan thank you and we'll catch y'all next week enjoy
1: beyond the big 10 is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things big 10 We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.